millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And thanks for downloading us. This is the H&J Daily Podcast. Some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We had two... Very funny men in, which makes a change in our studio. <laughs> it does. Let's be honest. Because uh, we're not. Stars. Yeah, they were great. Man. I Paul, don't think you needed to add that. No, bit. I didn't. No, I just thought I'd qualify that. <laughs> that without a com- deprecation. Th- th- a comedian thought I was having a pop at them who'd been in recently. <laughs> but that was aimed at us, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, Paul Whitehouse was in. Yeah, He's in Al new- Murray. Yeah, that's right. Paul's in a new musical in the West End. Al's got a new telly show on, and they were both very entertaining, we hope. You agree, so you'll hear that. We had a bit of a chat. We did. And uh, we had Don't Ask Me. Poor, what a thriller. Complete with Adrian Durham trying to help you, but uh, as you'll hear, it didn't really work out. <laughs> so anyway, um, here it is. No need for Reed Morris to feel too bad. And you consider Green Bay kicker Mason Crosby. Oh, wow. What a day, Ed. He missed four field goals and an extra point. And unlike uh, Murray's, he'll probably he'll be there next week. He'll probably get sacked. Probably get they, sacked. He'll get today. kicked out, will he? Oh, yeah. They, they don't get, mess about. No, the kickers get cut straight away. Wow. What a disaster. Maybe there's a ready-made day. replacement in Christian Fuchs who uh, wants... Did you read this? No. He quite likes the idea. He's, I think he's got family in the States. His wife and kids are in the States. He's made a good kicker. Yeah. Um, he's thought about it. He's, he's hoping there's a chance that the MLS might come in. But uh, he's always quite liked the idea of trying to be a football kicker. He said, why not? Mm. He said, I know some people. They know some people. Let's give it a try. I'll give my best. And if it works out, great, he says. The good thing about the NFL season is they don't have international week. No, that's very true. <laughs> international. Well, really, it's international fortnight, isn't it? That's it. It's That's the end of football as we know it so for two weeks. It, when you look at the, there's a thing in the sun, they do the week ahead. It's like a heart sinker. Yeah. You just look at the fixtures. For you, that means wall-to-wall neighbours, isn't it? I think? The, yeah, probably will be, actually, definitely. But it was a strange choice, wasn't it? I mean, they could have had David Silver, Bernardo Silva, Phil Silvers, anybody but Maris, I'd have said, yeah. to take that penalty <laughs> when you looked at his Phil Silvers. <laughs> well, you know the idea. And on, he makes yeah. the point that he only misses in the Champions League, not in the Premier League. That's uh, that's his that's his story. Such a terrible penalty. It made it, and it, you know, it would have been a big psychological blow, that for Liverpool. I didn't fancy Lost him running up. You know, you always get a bit of a no. vibe from someone. I just didn't fancy him running up to it, did you? Especially as he'd taken it off of uh, Jesus, yeah. But we're going to talk uh, Manchester United later mm. with Eamon Holmes, who's, of course, a passionate United fan. Yeah. And a lot of stuff about Jose and all this thing. But mm. what a piece of refereeing by Anthony Taylor. It has to be the worst bit of refereeing officiating of the season. What was this? At the handball? Oh, 
How could he not see that? Well, he's looking for shirt pulling and stuff well, in the box. You know, then get in a different position there where you can at least face it. It was just, or have somebody look at it. For, for goodness sake, you can't not look at that. 3 0, they're done, United. Oh, yeah. They're absolutely done. And uh, But it is, it, it's interesting. How many, what did I say to you after that? I said to you after Leicester game, after lots of United games where they start fast, play fast, and look good. Why don't they do that all the time? And even their own players are saying, why don't we do this all the time? They've, any manager that went in, a modern manager with modern approach, would, would take that squad and turn them into something brilliant. They've got great players. And I don't know why they play with the handbrake on the whole time. And also with Mourinho, you look at anything. Why does he... Re- I'd love to ask him, why does he repeat this pattern? Mm. He, he'll obviously give you a load of stats about how he doesn't repeat the pattern. I think that's part of the problem. I don't think he can admit it. Because, honestly, mm. he just seems to do the same thing. First year, uh, charm everybody, win, you know, build a good thing. Second year, sort of charm everybody, win something. Third year, everyone's gone off you and you implode. Yeah. I mean, wh- wh- why repeat that pattern over and over again? You know, and the thing he said about, you know, he said, oh, I, you know, if it's Brexit, it's my fault. If it rains, it's my fault. And none of that's your fault. But when United start badly, that is your fault. Mm. That's the thing. I don't even know why he's equating that stuff. It was ridiculous. What a mad. You would have said at half time, he, that was the players saying what they thought. You know, this, yeah. this manager's on the brink, so let's not put a shift in. But second half, you can't argue with that. You know, they got their way back. I, don't, I actually think that he's got a point. I don't think it is that they're not that playing for him. But I think when they know all the noise around him, mm. I wrote, this can't help the players, all the noise around Jose, but the defending, this was when it was at 2 0. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he made that point after the match. He's right about so that. They were tense, yeah. Yeah, that, you know, it doesn't help at all. But, uh, you know, it's, it, was a, it was a strange performance. But in the end, they, they, they did look good when they, when they came back into the game. How gutting for Newcastle. No one's actually spared a thought for them. 2 0 mm. up at Old Trafford. Yeah. And then undone like that. It was kind of end. inevitable, though, wasn't it? You know, the way well, once he got back to 2 all, you were waiting for it, and you were yeah, almost yeah. waiting for Sanchez <laughs> to score it when he came It was interesting, though. I mean, when he went off Mourinho, and uh, you could all you could lip read what he said, and he used the, the what I describe as the P word. It's the worst swear yeah. word you can use in. Sort of Latin American. It's a Latin. it's a bit of a it's a bit of a coverall as a word in, in, yes, in Spanish, isn't it? Yes, it's, across it's, South America, mm. it can be used for all manner of things. It's generally aimed at the referee, basically. If you bang your thumb with a hammer, you'll use it, won't you? If you want to have a pop at someone, yeah. you'll use it. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. He was definitely using it. <laughs> yeah, we well, certainly was using it. Was, that was aimed at the press, you think? Were you? Or the, well, uh, the we, journalist we, or the we, camera? We we presume it was aimed at the the bloke who wrote the fact the story about him getting the sack on. Saturday, which is a strange story, well, really. Let's be honest. If it stayed, if it gone three nil, well, that was probably, a final score. He, he may well have been right. Yeah, it's true. Anyway, Motti will be here to discuss that uh, a little bit later on, and uh, we'll get his thoughts on that and all the other big stories of the weekend. Do you, yeah, were you satisfied with your team's business, Andy, at the weekend? Oh yeah, very, very satisfied. Had their chances though, Southampton two over the bar, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they did have their chances, but then that's Chelsea for you. They do <clears> give up chances. Yeah. They give up chances in every game, so you know someone's going to take advantage of it. You know, look, it's it's shaping up very interesting. We'll talk about this with Motti, but there are, you know, you know, I don't rule United out of the top, yeah. top four, but I mean, at the moment, it looks like five into four. Arsenal mm. playing very well. Yeah, they going, are, aren't they? Going really well, and you, you know, you can't argue with that. And they're the, great to watch, aren't they? Good spirit as well. Mm. They've got a good spirit about the team, and so, the, you know. Um, of course, Matt Scott's already assuming. I, I told him to go and book the open top bus. <laughs> honestly, well, they may do it. No, I, it's, I, I can't see that. But I can't see them actually winning it. But I can see them finishing top four. They're yeah. certainly going to be challenging. 
No question about it. I always it. felt that, though. As soon as Emery came in, the guy's a good coach. You know, look at the the, the options they had, the players they had. That's another good example, squad. if you say, of yeah. a good lot, of, a good set of players there, which they've added to with players to, like Torreira, who's been in very good form. Torreira's been a good side. So, yeah, very good. you know, all the things that people always said is, you know, if you, no one ever understood why Wenger built a team and then there were certain key components to it. And then for some reason, he felt he never needed them again. And that's been dealt with, isn't it? Yeah, it has. And uh, people are going on about the unseemly brawl after the uh, UFC McGregor fight. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how I could tell the difference. <laughs> the whole thing looks like a fight in the car park to me. <laughs> it's absolutely the most disgusting thing. I can't stand you, it. Really, you can't, you've not I warmed to it, no? I hate it. And I love boxing, but I hate this. I just think it's vile. I mean, what's, what's the appeal of it? I don't get it. You know, just go and st- go out and stand there on a Friday night when people have had too much to drink and watch a fight break out. What's the difference? Okay, well there we are. Thank you, caller. There's Andy Jacobs' take there on the the world of mixed martial arts. Can't stand it. Never I have. Do, I do find it. Still find it a really difficult watch. I don't know. I, I you know a lot like you. I love boxing, but I I find that moment when someone's on the ground and they're still being punched. Yeah. Is so uh, edifying, that, isn't it? It just, it, I, it, you know, a lot, a lot of people love what, it's this. Not sport. my idea of sport. I love the sport, mm. but I, I, I find it a difficult watch. And I'm quite as strong on it as you are, but uh, yeah, it, I, I feel yeah, it's difficult. Anyway, um, Norwich's away dressing room. Not really working, is it, the pink? You see that? Third home defeat so far. Oh, very good. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, might need to repaint it. You might need to it. Black. Out. Black would be good, wouldn't it? <laughs> black. Yes. do you think? Nice black yeah. walls. Black walls. And you're going there. You <laughs> That's got right, either. Or like a dark brown. That would be just a really dark, dirty, horrible... Don't think that will help the performances. (laughs) No, but this is for the away team. They're not trying to help the performances. They thought pink would make them all quite calm, but they've lost three games at home. None of that ever works, that nonsense. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Well, Hawksby Andy Jacobs uh, here on Talk Sport. Join us in the studio, mate, a welcome return. It's uh, Paul Whitehouse. Paul, good to see you. Good afternoon, gents. Always a pleasure. Mm. Yeah. We're going to come on to fishing. You're the civilised heart of this station, you know that, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> yes, absolutely. All the herbits that either side of you. You're like an oasis of calm. <laughs> well, it's lovely to see you're involved in Only Fools and Horses, the musical, and not just starring as Grandad, but uh, the writing of it with John Sullivan's son, Jim, and also... A lot of the songs which you, you worked on with uh, Chaz Hodges. Who yeah, well, just I mean, you know, it's a sort of touched, you know, yeah. with tragedy, really, the project, because John Sullivan was working on it when he died, uh, tragically, and yeah. he, um, he'd written one song with Chaz, which is uh, this time next year will be Millionaires. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that, that might was, be one of them. I wonder if that was the trigger for him to actually write it, you know, because mm. that, that's how, you know, you get inspiration from like one thing like that could tip you over into that. And he'd written a song and then, you know, tragically, you know, he, he died. And um, Jim Sullivan, his son, and the producers came to me a couple of years later and said, look, this is what John was working on. Would you like to be involved? And it's a bit daunting. Yeah. But also, you know, it's a privilege as well. So I sort of deliberated for a while and I was kind of gradually coerced into it, yeah. you know. I can't um, see how this can fail, though. I mean, people love Only Fools and Horses. They love musicals. So, you know, if, it, if it's good, obviously it's yeah, quite good. Yeah, what about me? And yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they love yeah. you. They, yeah. 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 they, they quite you. like you. Yeah. Yeah. I so thought, I'm surprised <laughs> Did you think you might be up for Del Boy? Well, I'm too old. <laughs> oh, do you? So what's the plot? Look, Grandad, the appeal yeah. of Grandad, he sits down most of it. You know, yeah, yeah, He's sitting in his chair, isn't he? Well, I don't know, Del. Yeah. So the thing, look... 
you know, that Jim, obviously, for Jim Sullivan, it's a sort of precious legacy. Sure. And mm. So, you know, it's been, we're very conscious of that. We know how much people love it. it people also have expectations, though, Andy. Yeah, like sure. of, You know, they, they, they'll come, they'll know that David Jason ain't in it, but, you know, you have that. Yeah, The of image is so powerful in your mind. So, mm. But we, you know, it's, it's, a, it's not Stephen Sondheim. Yeah. You know, we've got, we've got tunes and jokes. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. good. Oh, is, so, is, you know, is the sort of plot based on Only Fools and Horses plots that have existed in the past? Really? Yeah, yeah. We, you is. know, we John, one of John's favourite episodes was Dates, which mm-hmm. is the one where he first meets Raquel. Yeah. So I took that as a blueprint, really. And we, obviously, we've, we've woven in a few subplots and got all the characters in, yeah. everyone we know, you know, Boise Marlene, uh, Denzel, you know. Yeah, and uh, does Trigger fall through the bar? Tri- uh, oh, sorry, Del Boy oh, fall through the bar. Sorry, well, um, Trigger's standing. Not going to tell you that. Not tell us that. Triggs in it though, yeah. uh, and the Driscolls. Yeah. They make an appearance if you know. Is there a chandelier? It's got to be a chandelier. Yeah, like, oh, There's got to be a chandelier. Is my favourite gag. <laughs> yeah, we've got Rodney and Cassandra going to see a musical in it. Yeah, a musical that set you back ten quid. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, playing right opposite us is Phantom of the Opera. Oh, wow. That's what they go and mm. see in our plot. Yeah. There's a chandelier in that. Falls on the Phantom, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> oh, that's a spoiler alert. That's the it's a Royal Haymarket. I used to love all the little part, the, the great mm. John Sullivan moments, but often the little gangs, not the big... I love, obviously, the set pieces. Yeah. But I remember that years ago, they did a little one-off, and Rodney was having a go at him and saying, you've got no ethics, have you? He said, what? what? He said, no ethics. You don't even know what ethics are. And he says, yes, I do. I make little model aeroplanes. It's <laughs> <laughs> a, a great little gang. Uh, no, it's the thing I loved about the chandelier gag, though, was... They they were just about to win. They'd done it all right. Yeah. Didn't they? they had the sheet underneath. Yeah. You know, they got, they were, it was all under control. It was they shot were, brilliantly, the way I they know, shoot that you, as well. Yeah. It's fantastic, yeah. isn't it? Well, um, look, obviously, you know, we have those expectations to manage and we've tried to get in. Yeah. Some, of, some of it we've done seamlessly with superb writing. Some <laughs> of it we just crowbarred in gratuitously because, yeah. you know, we're not precious about it. People come and see, they want to see... Their favourite bits. Have yeah, you, have oh, you done great. a West End player? Or no, no, I never have. No. no, I never have. No, okay. I've, done, I've done tours, obviously, mm. and yeah. stuff, but I've never done a run at, in the West End. I, I was only going to be involved initially in the in the writing, you know, and right. uh, adapting it, but they sort of coerced me into doing Granddad. As I say, if I get if I can get to sit down every night for a few <laughs> months, you got any darts? It's like nine shows a week. Any darts? No, no darts. Dancing. <laughs> You got any dancing? We've got a bit of dancing. We've got a couple of set pieces, you know, yeah. that we, yeah, we've the big musical numbers. We have to, you know, you've got to, yeah, and we, we've got the theme music, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which John Sullivan well, wrote we and sung. Half price, cracked toes, and miles and miles of carpet toes. <laughs> and we've, we've joined the two, we've put, we've mashed up, we've done a mashup. Oh, okay. Like the beginning and the end, you know, like a call and response. We've, Brilliant. If I was in a West End. Sorry. Sorry, if I was in a West End run, I'd want my own table at Joe Allen's. Is that you going to go yeah, somewhere so with a lovely go table? straight from the theatre. What would you have, lobster? <laughs> I'd go off menu, that's what you have. <laughs> you have the burger, off would you? Menu. Go you off menu. The, keep, right. keep it real. Have the burger and chips every night. That's Mr. Jacobs. Let's get his burger and chips off. I can see him leaving the theatre now. <laughs> I'm never going to be in the West End. Don't worry about it. And you, you mentioned, though, that you, Chaz was kind of keeping in touch. You know, sort of yeah, right Chaz. Up to the end, wasn't he? Sending you stuff and everything. Well, Ch- Chaz and I, you know, we a bit like yourself. You know, we come come from that bit of North London. Mm. That, uh, we went fishing in the same place. He went to the same fishing tackle shop. Yeah, and yeah, uh, I wrote two of the songs uh, we wrote together for the show. And uh, you know, it's very sad. He didn't. 
I knew he'd been ill, but I thought he'd got over it. So, yeah. And he was sent, like, he'd send me a picture of a carp he'd caught. <laughs> so I thought, you know, and, and we talk, obviously talk about Spurs. And, yeah. And so Shame. I didn't, I didn't realise quite how ill he was. You know, I think he kept it to himself really mm. towards the end, but I still think he's here, you know what I mean? Yeah, I can't, yeah, quite, I can't is, quite believe is, it, you know. Yeah. Uh, you mm. mentioned fishing there and mm. you came in with Bob to talk about the show and it was such a massive success. People loved that show. And, yeah, uh, I don't know why. I mean, I don't know, Bob... But Bob's probably listening now. Mm. Although, if he knows I'm on, he might have turned off. Yeah, <laughs> we've turned over by now. Yeah, he will do. Yeah, yeah. he'll be on Heart FM by yeah. now. <laughs> Give a bit of chat about Borough if you know. But it's it's uh, if people haven't seen it, I mean, I think I imagine the first series is still available. When when's the second series going out? Uh, oh, I'm not sure yet. We're we're just still on it. We're starting it. Well, we we started last week. Okay. We're, um, yeah, we're we're on it really. You know, we're doing it now. Yeah. So uh, and we don't. You know, we sort of make it up as we go along. Really. <laughs> it, must, it looks like a lot of fun to have made. It's fantastic. It? Yeah. And he falls, you know, if we can't think of anything to say, he falls over, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not very, he's so good at that. Yeah, he's very, very sort of poignant as well. I mean, it came from, you know, Bob being really ill, seriously ill, and like you getting him into fishing and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it came, it came, I think perhaps, I don't know, the reason that it, it was popular is because it's real life, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He doesn't try very hard to be anything that it isn't. That's what happened, and we took it on from there. But yeah, it's it's a, it's a joy. I'm a fan, you know, of yeah. Reeves and Mortimer. I, I used to go and see him as a fan, and got involved in doing little bits and pieces with him. So we've known each other for thirty years. You know? oh, yeah, fantastic. So, yeah. yeah. So we're looking out for the second series of that one. Thank and you very much. The uh, something else you're up to at the moment as well. Uh, the uh, oh yeah, I did the a, Grit the Man. The Grit Man. Yeah, I mm. did a, a guy called Orlando Weeks who was in a band called the Maccabees. Mm. They were very successful sort of yeah. indie band you know sure, yeah. and um he wrote a, a thing about uh it's a sort of christmas story really. it's like an adult snowman yeah and we he did the music beautiful very beautiful music that he wrote with it and i narrate what he wrote and uh we're doing it live uh in december within union chapel and a date in manchester oh lovely yeah and uh mm. yeah it's a, it's a it's a very sweet show and there's an so, album out as well Blimey. yeah it's, a, it's yeah. a full thing so i'm busy yeah, good, that's, you know, that's good. That's what you want to be, well, isn't it, really? Yeah, I suppose, yeah. And uh, this, this, you know, once you get a sort of West End musical going, be like the mousetrap. You could be about 20 years <laughs> dressed as granddad. <laughs> a well, terrifying thought. Well, it? if you yeah. start growing a beard at the start of the run, if it lasts long enough, by the time you won't need any Yeah, it would take me about 20 years to get one like yours. <laughs> <laughs> you ever had a beard? you ever gone down that no, road? No, it would be really, it would be straggly. It wouldn't be very good. It wouldn't really Cat work. Weasel, Tash, you've had some good stage talent. Over the oh, years, as some, characters, yeah, I've had some crackers, yeah, over yeah. the years, yeah, yeah, yeah but <laughs> prosthetics and <laughs> <laughs> and now the real me. Oh yeah, mm. <laughs> and uh, you said you were just saying to us it's been an interesting season so far. We've got to take and kind of catch our breath now, but it has been it's been good. Yeah, hasn't it? I mean it, it has, and it? it's been exciting, isn't yeah. it, for various reasons? And um, I'm slightly worried about that lot, Chelsea. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, very yeah. strong, and of course the, the other team. Lot. The team whose yeah. name we dare not say. Woolwich, just, yeah. yeah. Woolwich, yeah. They just can't stop winning, can they? No, they're very good at the moment. We I find ourselves now that we can't listen to Dean Saunders without hearing you. It's quite good. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, because you... You've... Well, he asks himself a question and he answers it, doesn't he? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do, don't I? <laughs> yeah, that. He must be fully aware of that. Yeah, that's true. Well, lovely to see you, Paul. Very nice to be here, guys. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes. As well, if you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Ben Jacobs here on Talk Sport over on the History Channel. It starts officially tonight uh, at nine o'clock. Uh, Al Murray's Why Does Everyone Hate the English? It's a good question. It is. Good <laughs> afternoon, Al. I wish I knew the answer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in Germany, they're not even thinking about us. That was the really yeah. the, we went because we went to uh, Scotland, Ireland, Wales, France, and Germany. In Germany, they are not giving us a minute's thought. It was kind of like. You go around looking for trouble, and there wasn't any. <laughs> <laughs> now the French, though, you wouldn't say that about them. I watched the first one on mm. Saturday with Antoine de Cone, and, they, and uh, yeah, the French have got an axe to grind. Oh, they, really? a great big, a great big garlicky axe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing about going to France is, is it, it, the thing, and the thing about France and the Anglo-French relationship is, it's all nonsense, but it's all true. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I mean, you know, there's a poll has been commissioned, isn't it? And looked in at the French. Yeah. You went to these various countries that you're going to be featuring. Yeah. And people were asked uh, what their problem was. And uh, it's, it's, kind of, it's quite route one. They have a problem. They don't like uh, They say we can't cook. Yeah. Uh, we expect everyone else to speak English. Again, which is probably yeah. true. Yeah, That's true. And this is the trouble. Quite a lot of them are true. Well, the thing is, it is very much <laughs> look, like looking into a, a, an accurate mirror. Yeah. <laughs> and you asked English people what annoyed them about the English, and they said much the same thing. Yeah, it's in the same stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and it's all that. Um, but they love our, apparently, they love our sense of humour. 
Mm. And you kind of think, well, all right, well, I'll, I'll take that in exchange. Because the driving <laughs> on the left as well. That's the, the number one on that list of things that annoy the French is that we drive on the left. And you kind of think, well, how does it affect you? Yeah, that, yeah. that's true. <laughs> Whatever. That's exactly. <laughs> beer bellies they have a problem with. They don't like the sight of a beer belly. Mm. Well, I mean, mm. you know. The, yeah, but that, yeah, we've been holding yeah, ourselves in. But this is the thing. Is, <laughs> yeah. is, is, is I spent three days, in four days in Paris with Antoine de Cohn, yeah. who is a silver fox and this slinky... Uh, light-footed French, basically, sex devil. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> he's, and he's, he's worn well, hasn't he? He's worn extremely well. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, yeah. Done, he's, he's gone the way of the fine wine. He's matured quite beautifully. Yeah. And there's me, like... Like a, basically a fat English lump, <laughs> and the, the the lowest point was being in the Moulin Rouge with the girls who could put their um, ankles behind their ears. Yeah, um, uh, and him him in his three in his suit looking dazzling, and me like basically being a fat English lump. Were you? You, <laughs> you, you, weren't, you weren't as the landlord. They weren't wearing. No, the, no, it was myself. Oh, yeah. right. <laughs> no, the real me is also a fat English lump. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, but uh, you did pretty well at the archery, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I've never, I've never picked up a really a bow and arrow before in my life, and I, and that. we did. I mean, the target was as far as you are from me. Yeah, anyone watching? Well, you the did webcam, better than he did. You did. I was you better, beat, and he and he he has a bow at home. Apparently, apparently, he Antoine used to be really into archery, so he'd done it before, and I beat him hollow. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah that was because you're talking about Agincourt, weren't you? Yeah, Agincourt. yeah, yeah. Because right. basically, we go through a series of possible flashpoints and gripes and um, issues, and then we kind of do a thing that that kind of fits with it so yeah. we did some archery and then we talked about Agincourt because the reason the French don't like uh, the English because of the Battle of Agincourt is because Henry V had all the prisoners murdered yeah <laughs> yeah, he had, he, had, he had them all. And normally, what you do is you'd ransom the prisoners, and mm. you get you get you're like basically a battle's like a big cashback, right? Thing. So <laughs> you you'd have a big scrap, and then you get cash back on the knights that you'd lost, yeah. right? And uh, Henry V, he was in a hurry, um, uh, uh, so he had all the he had all the French knights murdered, and that oh, that wow. is a that's still a thing people go on about. Six hundred and three years later, not wow. very chivalrous, though, is it? No, really? exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Bad form. Would yeah. you have said the Scottish hate us the most without seeing any of the poems? I'd imagine they. Well, would. Well, you know what? Um, in each country, it was a very different texture. So in Germany, they don't. In Germany, they kind of um, they don't care. In France, there was this sort of rivalry that like felt like a rivalry between ancient um, sort of equals. Is, is the honest mm. truth? Then you get into Scotland, Ireland, and Wales, where the English have thrown their weight around to different different degrees. In in Wales, I was really I was really struck by the stuff about the Welsh language and everything. And I, I, and I met someone who grew up in a family of who protested to ke- keep the Welsh language going. Mm. And I was really I was really I was sold on that. Right? I thought, yeah, absolutely, because mm. they they refused to pay a ta- council tax bill or a rates bill or whatever if it wasn't in Welsh. And you kind of think, well, if the government wants you money, it should do you the courtesy of speak asking for it in the language you speak. Fair yeah. enough, sure. right? Fair yeah, enough. yeah. 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 Um, in in Ireland, obviously, can't go into that. <laughs> it's, just, it's just too much of it. But then in Scotland, there's all this William Wallace stuff. It was 700 years ago. Yeah. If you are bothered about that, you need your head read. <laughs> um, it's my front foot opinion that um, you know. I mean, do we air in Scotland on this? Oh yes, we oh, do. No. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. No, yeah. I've got to say. But they'll all be watching now. Yeah. <laughs> but you have various people to kind of lead you through it, don't you? Yeah. The local natives. Who, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Fred McCauley in Scotland. Yeah. Um. Uh, and and. Fred is Fred is an expert on on Robert Robbie Burns and really knows his stuff. So mm. he did his that whole declaration for the Haggis thing, right? Which I didn't un, I do not understand a word of. And apparently that's a Scottish gripe with the English is that the English have never bothered to figure out 
what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then Ireland, Andrew Maxwell. Yeah. And Andrew's Andrew's um, from Dublin, but he's a Methodist. So he fit, he's got his own weird position in sort of Irish 3D chess. Mm-hmm. Right? You do, you, he's not, neither tribe. So he's quite good at like commenting on it all. Yeah. Um, uh, in Wales, Ellis James, mm. who um, you just have to take him to Wales and he gets upset. So, uh, he's a Welsh speaker as well. He's a Welsh speaker, yeah, yeah. and and although we did a load of stuff in North Wales, and he started getting into a fight with a North Welsh bloke for right. being from North Wales. <laughs> so you wonder whether it's it's the Welsh having a problem with the English or just him. Ellis has a problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic! So yeah. the the first one I say I watched the first one. It's it was available. You can watch it whenever you like. But it's going out tonight. At, tonight, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nine p.m. History Channel, and you'll find out there's a whole thing about Napoleon mm. about um. Mm. Whether his body was swapped out. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, Conspiracy thing. Yeah, you yes. weren't watching. Are they an hour? Are they an hour? Yeah, they're an hour. Well, yeah. They were commercial hours yes. of television, yeah. you know, so like half an hour. The, uh, the, 48 minutes. <laughs> the Museum minutes of Inventions was quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. Arze Metier. Yeah, yeah, the French Science Museum. Hmm. And they basically, in that museum, they invented the television, the telephone. There's an aeroplane that is that claims to be like the first aeroplane, mm. right? Um, satellites, there's a whole load of stuff. And you think, oh, oh, oh surely. Yeah, most <laughs> of the things we invented, they're claiming they invented well, first. It, it certainly looks a lot, it certainly looks a lot like it. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and uh, Antoine and I, it, it, I mean, it's in the program. We got into quite, a, we got into quite an argument mm. about who invented television. Yeah. Because it was, it's John Logie Baird, wasn't well, it? I, 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 I was thought so, yeah. Who's Scottish, yeah. who did it in London, so therefore the English claim it as theirs. <laughs> right? yeah. Another one for our Scots listeners. Right, and, and, but it's a French guy uh, called uh, Frédéric Barthélemy, in, apparently. If you go to France, that's who invented television. Wow. I'm telly not sure me. About I'm not having that. Well, yeah, maybe it's uh, telling me. Maybe, yeah, there you go. The, right. uh, and we didn't mention Germany. Uh, it's uh, Henning Vane. Oh, yes, Henning Vane yeah, in Henning Germany. Yeah. To, yeah. Uh, and you, is that right? You parachuted in, did you? Literally, yeah. I literally parachuted <laughs> into Germany um, because uh, we were going to do an item about um, the, the, in the last stage of the Second World War, mm. there was a big parachute landing into mm. Germany. And we were going to do an item about that. And we ran out of time, but we'd booked the parachute jump anyway, so I had to do it. <laughs> You've done a few now, haven't you? Though? Yeah, yeah, but I'd given up. Uh, ten years ago, I said, I'm never doing this again. It's really frightening. It's, right. uh, it's pointless and it's frightening. <laughs> and it's dangerous. And it's da- yeah, pointless, dangerous and frightening. So, like, you know, and I, I, I just turned 14 and think, I can't... Anyway, so the director gets in touch on this show and says, mm. we thought we'd do this item, will you parachute? It's all right, okay. And so when I was in the plane, I was more worried about getting my lines wrong. Yeah than jumping out of the plane. Mm. Because if I got my lines wrong, I'd have to jump out of the Do plane again. again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's true. <laughs> you didn't get Henning jumping out of the plane. No, Henning's at the bottom with the, with his with his uh, binoculars going, Oh, what a wally. Look at him. Here he comes. The big fat man. <laughs> so at the end of it all, was it made you feel that you made you feel better about uh, the Englishness or not? You think um, were... it, well, like I say, in each country, yeah. it, I, I came away feeling quite different about it. Mm. Um, in Ireland, certainly, um, I will, mm. uh, you know, and this is a show built around generalizations, right? right so yeah, I feel yeah. free to generalize. I think it would help English people if they knew a little bit more Irish history, right. and a little bit more about some of the things that maybe have happened in Ireland um, in the name of the English government or whatever. Because, yeah. I, because the, the you know we went to Croke Park, and people don't if they know about this. The, 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 there was a, a bloody Sunday in mm. 1920, mm. November, where British. Uh, British government policemen, and there's some argument about who they were, went into the ground while a football match was on and machine gunned the crowd. Mm. And 
No, to it. And, and the thing is, it was a response to a thing that, that um, Michael Collins' men had done in the morning. But nevertheless, that that as an event is a thing where you think, my goodness me, yeah. like, what on earth? How how had they got to that to that happening? You know, what how things have so badly broken down? And then, of course, England had to play a rugby match there um, uh, because uh, uh, the Lansdowne other Road, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, Lansdowne yeah. was being refit, yeah. yeah. so mm. they had to play a rugby match there, and they had and they were going to have to play the English national anthem there. And the you know the Gaelic Football Association is, is village clubs, mm. and mm. so they had a grassroots consultation about whether they should do this and whether they should let this happen, and and they play and they did they played the national anthem there, and it was a really really big deal mm. and a mature way of like looking at your politics, looking at your past enemies, looking at the past enmities, and digesting it and doing something about it in public, but also on a grassroots level, in a kind of way that, to be honest, it was really, as an Englishman, and I didn't do, and the, a big part of this programme is I'm going around going, look, I didn't do that, it was a long time ago, yeah. you can't blame me. As an Englishman, you're hum I could only be, you could only be humbled by that, like mm. this attitude to doing something about it. And really, so it's Ireland where you come away thinking, I wish more people here knew more Irish history because it puts a different texture on it and and particularly with the thing you know what tends to happen there's a power struggle in england england and the last bit of it gets fought out in ireland yeah, yeah. it's what's happened in you know civil war cromwell battle of the boyne which is the end of the glorious revolution it it, it kept happening it keeps happening kept happening and you know and so that was the one place where i came away mm. thinking oh, i'm i've learned or i've appreciated something that i probably didn't really have on board quite whereas everywhere else you know it's germans and umpire bands the Beatles <laughs> <laughs> well it's uh, on tonight nine o'clock um, the first um, with Antoine de Cohn why does everyone hate the English and as I said it'll be available to download I'm sure and, and watch at your leisure after it's uh, gone yeah out. it's on the it'll be it's it yeah. definitely on demand and, and I think they put them up if you've got the on demand, I'd put them up early. I think yeah. the weekend before. So okay. Know. Well, I say I watched the, the French one at the weekend, so it, it's definitely up there. So thank you, Al. Good to see you. Best. Oh, of it's always it. a pleasure. Mm. There we are, Al and Murray. This beard, there. this beard, Mr. Jacobs is sporting. Do you like it? I love He's it. He's gone full beard rather than it's, the goatee. It's, kind of, yeah. it's kind of Karl Marxy. You're awaiting a Corbyn government, is that it? <laughs> he hasn't died. <laughs> yeah. He hasn't dyed it for a while. He normally it's normally a bit darker than. Is that. it a bit light? Well, is it going? I would maybe go in and get that jet black. I like it. I really like it. That's when I it on too long I look yeah. ridiculous brings a, t a gravitas to the programme I wanted to get the, remember the bloke, the bloke in the lift who uh, Roger's assistant in the yeah. producers in the first yeah. one yeah. I wanted to get like a horn on the end of it <laughs> one of those that curls up that the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast don't ask me here we go, then five questions based on last week's shows as we test Andy's recent memory. Which it's going to be poor. can be a bit sketchy at times, it's fair mm. to say. Okay, we yeah. spoke to the manager of uh, Hales Owen Town Youth, uh, Keith McKenna, oh, because yes. his team was 7-2 down, but came back to win... 9-8. 9-8, yeah, well done, Andy. Uh, hell, who were they playing? That's a good question. Oh, can you not remember? Uh, Hales Owen were playing... Can I give him a clue? Uh, it yeah. wasn't... All the food was left on the table. Yeah. All the food was left on That's the table. That's a good clue, yeah. actually. There was... All the food was left on the table because there was... No leftovers. <laughs> yeah. That's it. No leftovers, <laughs> or, United. Or, or none eaten. None eaten. None eaten, yeah. Because, <laughs> because there was no food left on the table. Yeah. That's it. I think you should basically lose it for that. Um... Uh, we spoke to Shannon Whitaker, who talked us through our wedding photos. What was different about them? On uh, the, the world's strongest man. They recreated all the sort of poses, the big lifts and the sort of that that's sort of it. thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good. 
bad. Um, this is an easy one. I, I, I struggle to find a good question for this particular day. Ryan Sidebottom came in to see us. Um, yeah. What TV show is he going to be on soon? Strict me. No, not strict me. Oh, uh, dancing on ice. Oh, well, maybe I should accept your first answer, but I'll let it go this time. <laughs> Strictly dancing on ice. Strict- <laughs> I was thinking that's what it's called. It's a mashup. Well, it's basically the same program except <laughs> they wear skates. Um, <laughs> well, it is. Okay, it, it, yeah, you're right. It is. It is. Um, Callum Smith was here. Uh, he brought in. Um, he didn't bring in the Muhammad Ali trophy, but he did bring in his belt, mm. uh, which uh, is uh, comes from which famous boxing magazine? It was his belt. He showed it to us. Oh, it's got to be Ring. The Ring. That's right. The Ring magazine. And finally, hang on. Is this for five out of five? Well, it, it could be for five out of five. We spoke to John Rawlin last week. He'd witnessed the Wilder Fury press conference. Mm. Uh, they went off to LA on Friday. They were in New York on Tuesday. Monday, they were in London. Quite a quirky little venue that they came live from. A, a London landmark they had their press conference in. Frank Warren keeping them apart. Can you tell me? They've, they've used it there for boxing press conferences before. Can you tell me where it was, Andy, very quickly? The old Vic. No, <laughs> it wasn't know. the old Vic. It was the BT Tower. Oh. So I've got, I got a tough one in for the final question. It wasn't easy. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm we'll leave it there. Um, <laughs> what a mess. <laughs> None eaten. Um, <laughs> there we are. That was this afternoon's show. We're back tomorrow. Jonathan Northcroft will be with us. Find journalist in the Sunday Times. Mm. Robbie Laugh, Marshall Fan TV. And uh, sorted other stuff, I'm sure. Yeah, good. uh, Until then, uh, one o'clock tomorrow. Have a fine evening. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.